Peter Luster joins the program now, as he does habitually, as we look towards Wednesday, licking our lips in anticipation of a one-sided hiding at the hands of the convicts from the West Island. That's what it looks like, Peter. You guys are unstoppable right now. What are you feeding them? Uh, well, well, they're feeding them regular food. It's just your boundaries are so small. It looks like they're feeding them 12 horses for lunch. Is that a cricket ground? Is that a school ground? Why are they playing cricket on that? It's the same for both parties. Just enjoy the display. Who didn't? Who doesn't oh. like a good six? Oh, look, and I'm, I'm a, you know, in my limited cricketing ability, uh, you know, I shape as a batsman, but uh, still, the bowlers, they're going to all retire if they, if they keep having to play on that. It is entertaining, though. I mean... Are we going to see the first, you know, double century from an individual batsman in T20? Are we going to see the first team score 300? It's still a possibility with uh, with the batsmen we've got in the game coming up. Uh, look, so it's going to be obviously another run fest, uh, but it's going to be entertaining. And um, look, the way Australia is picking their, their T20 team now, it's basically just uh, there's no real batsman in the side who you say, okay, they're the one they'll probably build around who'll bat somewhat sensibly. No, it's just fill it with absolute sloggers and um, and let them all tee off. Um, and uh, it is entertaining. It's good to watch. Yeah, well, if, if you believe Chris Lynn, he's going to be the one who's going to score the double turn. He's backing himself. So unlike an Australian to back himself going into a game of cricket. Uh, of course. Well, you know, we've done okay over the last couple of decades, but look, Chris Lynn's not necessarily a big mouth, actually. I think it's probably someone sort of fed him a line and he said yes. He's actually pretty quietly spoken. He's not your, look, you'll get, you know, you'll get your dumb comments out of Glenn Maxwell and David Warner and you don't have to fish too much for those, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but uh Chris Lynn's a pretty laid back Queenslander and uh and and you know he he's the sort of guy that normally lets his bat do the talking and uh he is one guy uh, i mean you, you see t twenty you know we talk about the big bats and the short bounders Chris Lynn would have been phenomenal in any era i mean I know he's not played play test cricket or anything but uh his t twenty hitting is uh is right up there in the top couple top couple in the world i would say uh so look you know, if you can get him out early, it's a big wicket. If he gets in and uh, and and gets to twenty or thirty and, and can kick on, then um, yeah, Eden Park. I mean, the gap is not big enough for him, so I don't think Eden Park will be. Mm. Looking forward to it after Friday night. The display, the the atmosphere, the people, the oh. whole lot of it. It really was. I mean, that, it's. It, I hate to say it because I'm a Test purist and I like it, but games like that say a lot about where the game is going and uh, about the power of T20 at an international level. So I'll bail us. Your old mate, who's now running England, who wants to see it truncated and left only to the six months in the lead up to World Cups. I think he's got rocks in his head. I think you've got to grab this while you can, don't you? Oh, you do. And look, I think the for the opinion over here from the general public has been originally it was uh, you had your purists who were you know what's this garbage? We've already got the pajama game, and now they're making it even more you know fried chicken cricket. But T uh, Twenty has won over a lot of people here who were sceptical originally. I think a lot of the idea was it was going to be junk batting, and you're going to end up getting you know little dibbly dobbly medium paces, but. The Big Bash is full of leg spinners and, and bowlers trying to bowl 150 kilometres per hour because wickets are the key. So it's won a lot of, um, I think, people who were sceptical or just hated it at the start. In Australia, it's won a lot of them over because uh, you get a different cricket. Obviously, you get um, you know different younger fans coming to it. But I, I think uh, the game is, you know, has won out fans. And, you know, and as is often said now, 50 over games the one that's under threat and um but, but i think t20 you know it's brought a lot and uh and it's it's huge here in australia and um and, and look it's not like it's just its first year anymore you know it's it's uh it's been here for a while now and um and it's definitely here to stay
Mm, well, I think it should be as well. Um, I much prefer my test cricket, but uh, when it comes to wham, bam, thank you, man, and a spectacular three-hour show, you can't get much better than that. So good luck on Wednesday because the worm is going to turn, and it's going to turn here <laughs> in Auckland City, my friend. Moving on. It's nearly time for the NRL, Peter. It's nearly time. Time is nigh, and the, and the stories are coming out about, oh, I don't know, what, just pick a story. <laughs> There's hundreds of them. Well, uh- yeah, look, uh, well, Melbourne Storm minus Cooper Cronk. How are they going to go? Well, they smashed Leeds, what, 38-4 to 4 on Friday night. They're, uh, uh, if anyone ever had any doubt, I mean, look, you take Cooper Cronk out of any side, um, you know, they're going to be worse for it. But Cross, the young halfback, is, uh, who, you know, looked good in the few, few games he got last year. Uh, you know, he looked like a, a really likely player this year. I mean, if there is any system, if there is any club that could replace a player like Cooper Cronk, uh, it is the Melbourne Storm. And I think... Um, you know, this cross looks a good young player, but I think one thing we have to remember with the Storm is Cooper Cronk, when he went there, wasn't even a halfback. He was just basically a guy that was extremely driven uh, and, and, you know, just knew how to get the best out of himself and they made him into a halfback and he basically just trained himself into the ground. And uh, Melbourne, uh, that system, it's, you know, so lauded. It, it looks like they're going to be able to get away with that again this year and, and find another young star. I mean, it's a long way till he you know, reaches... Uh, you know the, the shoes or, or the, you know the echelon of the Smiths and the Slaters, but a, a really good, impressive start from him and uh, an assistant looks well, good as well. The other big news really has been Matt Lodge. It's been a, a controversial uh, signing. Of course, he's had pre problems with the law before he hit the Broncos. Hasn't played in the NRL for three years, but is an absolute monster and uh, absolutely destroyed the Titans um, in the Broncos trial. With them, they won like thirty-eight to ten. Uh, on the weekend, uh, but really, uh, we've seen the Broncos for the last few years had that small mobile pack. Uh, they've got a lot of good players, excellent hearts, great spine, uh, but they haven't really monstered teams. And this is the guy that really could be, um, from what we saw on the weekend, he he, he really dominated. And uh, and maybe we could see the Broncos back in that that you know that Glenn Lazarus or that Webke role suddenly suddenly have someone that can uh, really destroy because probably their pack's been you know the mobile one of late and. Uh, and fit, but um, not one that really uh, smashes teams. Plenty of league stories coming away. They've got a whole season of it. Let's do something that we only do once every four years. You're doing what New Zealand can't do. You're actually picking up medals at the Winter Olympics and you haven't got any snow. How dare you? <laughs> no. Isn't it funny? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, you know, I think Australia and New Zealand both uh, definitely like to, you know, deal in. Uh, you know, per capita or punching above our weight stories. And um, and that's been the case with Australia, the Winter Olympics. It's not been our most successful in regards to the colour of the medal. Um, we've won two golds at, at Winter Olympics before and haven't won a gold in this one. But uh, three medals already, uh, two silver and one bronze. And really, we know when you get to that stage, it can be so close to just to get that, that gold medal. So uh, just a, a great showing so far from the Australian team. We had uh, Jared. Hughes as well. He got uh, the latest silver, which was in the snowboard cross final, and we had Chumpy as well, who finished I think fifth there. It was a real chance. So there's been a lot of performers from the Australians that uh, they haven't always medaled, but they've been you know right up there and making finals, which, as you say, with no snow as a country is absurd. And we even had our own uh, controversy as well. Uh, plenty of uh, Aussies getting fired up. Uh, David Morris was in the men's aerial finals. Uh, so he was in the, the finals and uh, finished 10th. Uh, but there was huge, big controversy. Basically, he landed his, uh, he made his, stuck his landing, and there was a Chinese competitor that stuck his landing and then crashed a couple of metres later. They both got 6.8 somehow. Uh, so we're all up in arms about that. Uh, he missed the medals round. Uh, but it was great to see. I mean, basically, um, Morris got interviewed about it. And he said, oh, this is what happens with judge, judge sports. Um, 
you know, if you don't like it, go do go sprinting, go do running, something that's you know defined. And and that's been one of the real one of the great things about the Winter Olympics in Australia. We've had some good some good results, but uh, generally the camaraderie amongst the team and just the great sportsmanship as well um, for all competitors has been really refreshing to see. And I think the anonymity of these athletes really helps as well. But uh, it's been good to watch uh, as well as all the uh, absurd sports like uh, like curling and all the other weird things that happen with the Winter Olympics. Great stuff, Peter. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to next Monday. You uh, look after yourself in the ensuing seven days. Thanks, Darcy.